the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Go to YouTube. You can check it out. Get a lot of YouTube views. I like the YouTube views. But the downside about being live and in studio before we get started is I had to get to Illinois. And uh, boy, oh boy, this 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 air travel, this society thing, I, I don't know. The more I'm around society, the more contempt I have for it. There's a, a uh, rule out there. They're thinking about charging air passengers by the pound to weigh the people. And I say Please do that, please. Because when the Pritzker workout partner next to you moves and then you move, I say charge that son of a gun because the idea that she is paying the same as me upsets me. And then there's the 75-year-old woman who must have had a dead battery in her earpiece who doesn't understand the fact that when you speak really loud in a tube, you have, not only does everybody hear you, they can't stop hearing you, even how loud I turn up my iPad. Can't stop turning. So I've got to talk to the suits here. they got to have some sort of corporate jet. I know Hannity's not flying regular uh, airfare, so let me see what I could do. But be, uh, now on to the show. The usual atrocities happen while I'm in the air. And uh, it really happened yesterday. And that was something I've been telling you what was going to happen ever since they successfully usurped the highest office in the land. And that was they have to destroy Trump because they have to stop you from questioning what happened, what is happening now. And they have to divert your focus of exactly how much Joe Biden sucks. Anybody see the market today? Anybody see the inflation indicators today? Anybody see what the Fed said today? Here's the good news. We only got 1,342 days left of this moron's administration. I don't think he'll make it, but I think the administration itself will make it. That's for sure. And in the meantime, every day he's in office and his administration, his cast of Marxist mafia, it's going to get worse. It isn't going to get better. So the distraction is a great way to take people's attention off of just how bad they're failing. That's what Democrats are really, really good at. Failing, using that failure as an excuse to gain more power and more money and more control over you. And then they write more laws so that they can forever keep you out of their game. And this is the good thing. This is a good thing, because enough people are going to be aware of exactly what happened here with this Trump investigation, Trump probe into Trump Inc. And what I love about this, before I play these clips, what I love about this is that if they're going to hang him on some stipulation of a campaign contribution, you know who's going to be on the other end of it? A smarmy, slimy Democrat. Some of them are going to be fat and Irish, like Ed Burke and his law firm. Some will be little, with missing digits, like Rahm Emanuel. And some will be New Yorkers, with pierced nipples. In either case, at virtually everything that they're going to hang Trump for doing wrong, there's a Democrat oligarch on the other side. Because that is the game and the system that they have created in these Democrat mafia-run hubs, like the sewer of Chicago. See, that's how it works with these know-nothing, do-nothing, 50 thieves we call aldermen. You want to get something done in one of those districts, well, you're going to have to sprinkle the infield, boys and girls. That's how it really works. So I hope they probe real good. I just hope that they they probe the entire instance where they're going to hang this guy. Because they are going to hang him. Make no mistake about it. In another escalation of Donald Trump's legal woes, New York State's investigation into the former U.S. president's company has now become a criminal probe. 
The New York Attorney General's office said it opened the investigation on Tuesday, now going beyond what began as a civil case. Now, you know what's interesting about this? Penny Pritzker has many companies, many, many, many companies. And I think that she brought along her slap and tickle cousin, the useless governor we have here, the beanbag with a pumpkin on it we call JB. Wouldn't it be interesting if we probe, let's probe all the real estate companies that do real estate on a, on a macro level with governments. Specifically, I say we start with the Democrat ones. I'd love to see that investigation. Attorney General Letitia James has been looking into whether the Trump organization falsely reported property values to secure better loans and to gain economic and tax benefits. Now, if they did that, let's say they did that. Why would the banks or the lending institutions that borrowed the money to Trump organization, why would they not have their own assessor evaluate the the property? Why would the banks not have an appraiser go out? So all of a sudden, this is simply Donald Trump's fault. See, because the ambiguity of this case is where they're going to hang him. Because that's the ambiguity where the scum that call themselves Democrats live. So they're going to try to divert the attention from exactly how this goes down. But in the real world, no bank, no bank gives you money without sending their own appraiser. That's the way it really works, specifically with real estate. And by the way, it worked like that before the collapse. The only difference was the politicians were in on the fix because they tax you on an ad valorem, which means the value of the land. So they wanted those high appraisal ratings. So don't be deceived by words. I I would love it if they find something. Because if they find something Trump did wrong, the other side of that teeter-totter is a slimy Democrat oligarch that you'll know the name of. In a statement, a spokesman for James's office said, quote, We have informed the Trump organization that our investigation into the organization is no longer purely civil in nature. The spokesman added they would be working alongside the Manhattan District Attorney. Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance has been investigating Trump for more than two years. Two for years. Tax and insurance fraud in dealings before. They're not investigating him for two years. They're trying to see where there's a crack in the armor. See, because it's not like Trump sits down at the table with Melania pouring him a cup of joe and he does his taxes. That's not how it works. He's got teams of accountants that are doing what Joe Biden and his dimwit wife did. Try to avoid taxation by hiding it in S-Corps. You know, like he did for his bagman tour that they call speaking tour, where he diverted $10 million into a newly created, a newly created S-Corp. So he didn't have to pay taxes on it. We don't have to probe that far. And why probe an ex-president? In fact, if we're going to probe one, let's probe the other one. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Trump became president. The Trump organization could not immediately be reached for comment, though Trump has said that the investigation is politically motivated, overseen by Democrats. The case becomes the third known criminal investigation against the former Republican president. And they will investigate and investigate and intimidate until they get what they want, their pound of flesh. That's why we have a tax code that is thousands and thousands of pages long, and that's why you need lawyers and accountants. That's why they avoid anything of actual fair fairness, true fairness before the law, like a flat tax for every single American. They wouldn't get to play their little games. And then if you step out of line, they wouldn't get to use those phony laws they created as spears to put you in jail, like they're going to do to Donald Trump. Make no mistake about it. They're absolutely going to go after him. A day after the New York Attorney General's office announced a criminal investigation into former President Donald Trump's company, the ex-president came out swinging Wednesday, describing the probe in a statement as a corrupt investigation that is in desperate search of a crime, adding that he was being unfairly attacked and abused by the New York Attorney General and that he would overcome any attempt at prosecution. The Office of New York Attorney General Letitia James, which has been investigating whether the New York City-based Trump organization falsely reported property value. And she got elected by guaranteeing she'd do exactly what she's doing, which is misuse the power of her office to wrongfully intimidate and prosecute a person they didn't ideologically agree with. And that's how it really works, by the way. How many of the contractors that get the contracts with the state of Illinois have to vote Democrat and have their men vote Democrat. 
Do you think those guys who put up those phony orange cones that sit on the expressway for years aren't Democrats? See, that's how the game is played. And that's how they take a once great state like Illinois, like New York, like New Jersey, like Rhode Island, like California. And they turn it into a mafia hub, just a borough where one of the families can control it. This is not a political party. This is a mafia. And they have vendettas. And they don't forget. And they take out their enemies. There's many ways to do it. The most dangerous way is through law. Because by the time they're done with Trump, hopefully, hopefully, he's set up to be protected. But I think by the time they're done with him, there's going to be a raid in his future. I used to secure loans and obtain economic and tax benefits. Said on Tuesday, its probe was no longer purely civil. You know my favorite thing about Trump? He did a deal in New York, and he bought in the 80s, because New York in the 80s, it was run by Democrats. I think it was Kosh was the guy. Absolute ghetto. Ghetto. You couldn't give the property away. So he was able to buy a property in New York, and he got a 50-year tax moratorium. And when they asked him how he did it, he said, because I didn't negotiate for 60 and that's what you, he did. He negotiated against Democrats. And, oh, I'm, I'm sure he gave campaign contributions. In fact, we know he did. He gave Rahm Emanuel 50000 But that's what you have to do to do business in these mafia hubs, these strongholds of organized crime we call Democrat cities and states. Just like today when I walked through O'Hare. $8 billion. I, it smells like one giant urinal cake. The whole damn airport. And they maybe they spread a coat of wax on a 70 year old floor that we've paid to redo what, 10 times? And in the meantime, those same shills, their wives and their gumads and their cousin, all women and minorities, of course, own the little, the little kiosks where they have you, where, where you're paying $9 for a cookie. I'll tell you what, it's great if you can get in on it, it's terrible if you cross them. Then they're going to come and get you no matter what. Even, even. If you're an ex-president. So I just want to know, do you think he's going to be like Red Fox where they lock up every item and he's crying on the driveway? Or do you think he'll go to jail? That's what I want to know. 312-642-5600. Will they just bankrupt him or will they imprison him? I say I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with the uh, trifecta. They're going to bankrupt him. They're going to imprison him. And then by the time it's done, he won't be able to get a job at McDonald's for $15 an hour because he won't be qualified to join the union. 312-642-5600. You know, I always love the scum that root against their fellow citizens. The scum who feel that government should be used as a weapon against people who achieve certain things they cannot. These are the self-righteous, self-loathing, pseudo-intellectual frauds that join the Marxist mafia, and they root for it. Jerry Glenview, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Wonderful, how are you? Okay, I just called in, I told your screener, uh, you had just said... That, uh, you know, Jerry, you know, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Jerry. You know, I spent... Hold on a minute. All the time, you're talking all the time. Why don't you give your callers a chance to say well, something? Well, because you sound drunk to me. Are you drunk? Uh, well, I don't care how you sound. I don't care how you... Yeah, no, 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 nobody's going to know how you sound. Jerry said he hopes that me and Trump end up in jail. Because Jerry's in Glenview, where a lot of those guys are... You know, they're, they're, they're various types of guy in guys in Glenview. A lot of trust fund babies, though. It's kind of like Oak Park with better streets. And they spend a lot of time in those taverns along the railroad tracks, and that's how that drunk sounded to me. Greg on the Tri-State. Hey, Sean. How are you today? Good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. You know, I dabble in some real estate a little bit here to here. I moved to Indiana, of course, because, uh, you know, had to get out of Illinois. But uh, I always loved it that the government has two ways to take tax dollars from you. They, they assess your property, and if your assessment doesn't go up because you're not in a great area and the values aren't going up, then they just go ahead and raise their rates. But then if assessment values go up, they don't have to raise their rates, so they don't look bad, but they always get their money from you one way or another. And I've always misunderstood, how is my house worth take more tax dollars one year from now 
just because the valuation around me goes up. And Greg, to your point, do you even need an assessor in this day and age of automation? When they could tell no, you, you when don't. they could tell you per day, per foot, exactly what your residence is worth. Exactly. I mean, what's a, if a, a thousand square foot house today uh, versus a thousand square foot house ten years from now? It's still a thousand square foot house. It doesn't really matter. You still need X, Y, and Z from me. So just raise your rates based upon what you need. Now I can vote you in and out because. I actually know what is going on. And you have all of these appraisal sites that give you appraisals up to the minute based on actual market data that day. But I have another question for you. Have you ever received a loan on a property that did not have to go through a bank appraisal? Oh, heaven no. All right. Well, good. All right. Very good. Let's find out, Greg. I'll make you a bet. I'm going to bet that they're going to find some way that the loan... Uh, value was only done by the Trump people and never the people that lent him the money. You want to bet? That's how they're going to hang him. Well, no, I, I wouldn't want to bet that because I, I, I agree with you 110%. There you go. So. You're already smarter than most of the people in Glenview. Thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate it. John, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. Yeah, those incoherent slime bags are not good. They, they tried to get in every seam in the armor they, and they couldn't get in. They got nothing on him, and I just hope Trump uh, Trump does the uh, ultimate smartest thing, and he buys McDonald's well, when they get off. His they get, I'm hoping I'm hoping that that he bought off enough Democrats and they're high powered like Rahm Emanuel, like Ed Burke, who's never going to see a day in jail. By the way, an actual yeah, an actual gangster, and uh, and they can't prosecute him because that's their oligarch. So that's what I'm hoping he gave the insurance policy by bribing these politicians, because there's no there's no doubt in my mind to do business in these mafia controlled cities and states. He bribed people. There's no question. He had to, because after all, that's how you get stuff done there. Right. So I hope I, I hope he uh, I hope he insured himself properly. Patrick and Schomburg. I'm sorry. Are we not supposed to talk about the truth. Are we supposed to pretend that the city of Chicago is run honestly? And by people who are not looking for a handout or a campaign contribution, or that Donald Trump gave Rahm Emanuel fifty thousand dollars because he liked the cut of his jib. Is that why he gave him the fifty thousand? Go ahead, Patrick. Hey, listen, they, they just don't want to put Donald Trump in jail. Cyrus Vance, who's another long-term Democrat, his father goes back into the Kennedy days. They want to put his kids in jail. They're not going to be satisfied until Melania is cleaning restrooms at LaGuardia. And here's the other thing. They want you in jail. They want, like that caller in Glenview, they want me in jail. They want anybody that supported Trump in jail because this is what we're really up against. This is, they want Giuliani in jail. They want everyone in jail. So that's why I want to, I want to give them what they they want. want. in jail. Let's separate. Yeah. I want to give them what they want. Let's separate. Our tax money goes for our our benefit and not theirs. Their tax money goes for theirs. Let's just separate. I don't want any piece of them. Believe me, I was on an airplane today with enough of them that it smelled like a cattle car. So I don't want any piece of them, and they don't want any piece of me. So I say if we I was ba- separate. If I was barren, I'd move back to Yugoslavia. I love it. Perfect. Irreconcilable differences. Joe Dundee. Hey, uh, Sean. Yeah. Very, very dangerous going after ex-presidents. Not this one. Uh, if Well, if you look in the past, my God, Iran Contra, uh, you know. You've got, you've got, you've got, half, Ob- you've got half Obama. of the Republican Party that wants this guy in jail, too. Don't forget about the Liz Cheney's, the Mitt Romney's, and the I'm, I'm not where I, I, I can't stand Liz Cheney. No, but I'm just saying, he's the perfect um, you know. candidate to go after with wrongful prosecution because he's hated in his own party. He's the perfect guy to make an example of. I'll tell you what, I'll be surprised if he doesn't end up off of a cliff in a cave with an iron mask on. What do you think of that? All right, thanks for calling the show. I got to get. Uh, I, I think I, I think we need to protect this guy right. uh, with uh, every ounce of our fight. Well, in Florida right now, the talk is they're not extraditing. They're not. They're they are going to protect him. And I mean, he's got the Secret Service, and they are sworn to uphold things. But so what? Everybody's sworn to uphold things. These politicians were sworn to uphold the Constitution. How'd that work out? Mike Northside. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good. Can Go. you hear me? I could hear you fine. Go ahead. This is the only man who, as president, his net worth went down. Remember the Clintons said they didn't have a pot to piss in? Then the Clinton Global Initiative, everyone give it a buddy. They got half a billion. Yeah. Look at Barack, look at Barack Obama. Yeah, he was he laid on his mortgage bank. Yeah. 
he, he couldn't afford to buy a car, so Valerie Jarrett co-signed for him. He couldn't afford to buy a house without Tony Resco overpaying the property next door. Him and his wife were both attorneys, and their credit was worse than a kid right out of college. And now they live in a $48 million estate, late at Seaside. So that's how you know the global warming doesn't work. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Thanks for calling the show. I really appreciate it, Mike. We'll be back with your calls and comments, 312-642-5600. Maybe we'll... I don't want to use that phrase. Maybe we'll talk about Lori Lightfoot. 312-642-5600. Great song, Ken. Lovely day. Yeah, this is my guy. As you log on to the... I have I have a Newsmax app. Not Newsmax. I have a... Uh, I got to get the damn name of this thing. Newsbreak. Newsbreak app that gives you news around the country. You get to... Uh, pick where it's from, and I always obviously pick Chicago, and as you just glance at it, you know, 15-year-old shot, 12-year-old shot, 19-year-old shot, two men shot outside of vigil, two-year-old girl shot in Little Village, the scene where a 15-year-old boy was shot. I mean, it's just, just, just exhausting, right? 48 shootings the weekend. You know, out of the, the shootings, you know, luckily, five, only five pass away. The rest are maimed for life. And it doesn't really get the coverage it, it deserves, as far as I'm concerned. I think those names should be gone over, and there should be a little biography for everyone. But, I mean, that wouldn't serve politically to the Democrats that built that ghetto. So every once in a while, the Democrats that build the ghetto um, show themselves for who they really are. And I don't just mean the Marxists or the fascists or the corrupt failures that they are, because to me, that's just how their face looks. And nobody embodies that more than the uh, Geico lookalike Lori Lightfoot. I think she really embodies that. But the reason she was elected, after all, is because I think she identified herself as a triple threat, right? So she ran on race and her, who she decided to sleep with and uh, what genitalia she had. So that's why she's in that position. But more importantly, as you, as you watch her, I guess they call it govern, you realize there are no standards for Lori Lightfoot. None. She can't fail enough. There's no scandal that will take her down. There's no amount of shootings on the weekend that will take her down. There's no amount of favoritism to her own block and her own friends. There's no amount of money her law firm, her former law firm, can pay her that would raise an eyebrow. And uh, even this will not affect her. In fact, I think this is going to be a big benefit for her. Marianne Ahern tweets, um, reaching her two-year midway point as mayor. Her spokeswoman says Lightfoot is granting one-on-one interviews only to black or brown journalists. Lori Lightfoot doubles down on this because everything is through the lens of race, and it got me to thinking about the position we're in, not just with critical race theory, but with society in general. And society in general, I had a conversation with somebody about six or seven months ago, and they were selling this critical race theory, and I, I will never forget the, the example. I used the cigar store, which, by the way, that moron on Glenville, you're welcome to stop by. I'll be in there tomorrow. Um, I use this. So if two guys walk in my store, a black guy and a white guy, and I help the black guy first, am I a racist? And the guy said, well, if you help the black guy first, it's because you don't trust him to shop without being attended to. So, yes, you are a racist. I said, if I help the white guy first, am I a racist? He said, well, you don't think that the black shopper is serious enough to give him your attention. And it was at that point you have that old saying where. At a certain point, when you argue with an idiot, you don't know who's who. And that's how I view Democrats in general. They have a floating barometer of standards. And the real racist, the Oak Park liberal, for example, is the, is the one, not just when someone's pounded on their door at three in the morning and they see a, a, a person of color on the other side of the glass, they say, what do you want? Versus what I do is open the door and say, what's going on? And then when they look at somebody of color, they, they realize they have to pity them. And when I look at somebody of color, I treat them like a man until they prove they're not. So I realize who the real racist is. The real racist is the pseudo-intellectual trust fund baby in a hand-me-down $300 sweater from his father waiting for a trust fund check to hit the mailbox, pretending to be a socialist. Those are the real racists who look at people as if they need help, who look at people as if they should have jobs because of their color or their genitalia or who they pleasure themselves with. So that's that to me is where I kind of discard Marxists and American Democrats. To me, they're they're scum, not worth the attention, not worth the debate. 
So this Lori Lightfoot instance is just just absolute and unequivocal proof that Lori Lightfoot is a racist. It's not reverse racism. It's not sexism. She's an outright scumbag, throwback racist. End of story. She looks at everybody by their color. She judges them by their color and their race. And she treats people differently based on that. The definition of racism. And it's about time that people are made aware of it. I find it refreshing. Some people are mad at her. I'm thankful. Thank you, Lori. I mean, because it's, it's, it's not only proof that uh, you're an absolute unequivocal failure and racist. It's proof that you understand when you're looked at through that lens, you will not be judged as a standard of success or failure. You will be judged as incapable because, after all, you're incapable. You're of a specific race. You're, you're of a specific sexual orientation. And you're of a specific gender. So you cannot be judged on a standard of good or bad. You need to be judged on a curve. Otherwise, you'd be yanked out of office and run out of town on a rail. You can't afford that. So I think it's brilliant what you did. You are a savvy, smarmy son of a gun. You know just how to stay in office and just how to divert the attention from the fact that 48 people got shot that you could give a rip about. And by the way, as the summer gets here, that's just going to become an average weekend. Though that'll be your bar, 48. And how many times are you going to get hit the uh, under on that? I say it's over almost every time because you've built the ghetto. You and your party have built the ghetto that took a vibrant city with numerous areas of success and, and industries and a variety of business ownership, and you've turned it into a desolate Detroit lookalike. That's what you and your party did. Now, granted, the Irish guy, a little short in the pants daily, he managed to uh, go off to Michigan where he's just drunk every day like that moron in Glenview. That's what he did. Um, and he got away with it. But there's the benefit. There's the benefit of being really in the, in the uh, Marxist mafia as opposed to just getting indoctrinated like little Lori Lightfoot. So this will pose no repercussions other than a virtual lock that she will be the mayor until she doesn't want to be. I want to know what you think. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and opinions after this. So people are getting excited because they say, oh, you know, even uh, even some media are uh, are upset with it. I'm a Latino reporter at the Chicago Tribune whose interview request was granted for today. However, I asked the mayor's office to lift this condition on others. And when they said no, we respectfully canceled. Politicians don't get to choose who covers them. That's Gregory Pratt. And that was a good thing. That's the right thing to do. Now you get no press. Now you get no access to explain, give an excuse, cry like a little girl because you don't want to be judged by your absolute and total failures that you are. And by the way, stop with that angry voice. You're not scaring anybody, dummy. You or Dr. Dryheave. I still can't get this, this, this outwardly. We know that there are, you know, a hardware store may not feel like it's, you know, it's appropriate. for. Oh, God, shut up. How happy is her? dog and cat when she's out of the room all right let's go to the lines greg in lagrange hi greg sean how are you splendid i i don't see this as a problem at all i think what is is uh, is ironic about this is the fact that the same media that kowtowed to her that basically wouldn't be critical with her and i have no personal animus with her at all i'll keep that completely out of this because i don't but now she's turning on them and I find it satisfying to myself to know that certain someone, especially down the dial, that, you know, that little cabal that they have down there. I don't pay. Uh, I don't pay. I don't listen to anybody. I don't even longer, listen to myself. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, they, they, will, they, they are going to be very upset about the fact that she won't do interviews with them because they don't meet her demographic. I, there are plenty of guys that can do interviews with her. I listen to guys on the weekend, John Anthony. And, and his guest hosts were lying. Mm-hmm. They might just let them interview her. You want to make a do- I'll bet you a dollar to a donut. You wouldn't take that up. Greg, you, you know it. You know as well as I do. For the last 30 years, the, the people who have been calling themselves, aside from a couple of standouts, reporters, have been socialites and socializing with these people who have been mobbing up Chicago. 
All right. You, you don't you, you know, I mean, these people used to sit in City Hall. They had to become friendly because they hold all the cards. The politicians are the true gangsters. So they hold all the cards. You want any access to anything, you're going to show favoritism or you're not going to get it. So I, I believe me, I'm not surprised by this. And this is going to change nothing. And she's going to get her way like she always does. Thanks for the call. Tom in Deer Park. Yeah, Sean, um, I do know that you are not a racist, okay? Yeah. I also know that you're a big anti-masker. But I have a question. Mm-hmm. If you were to get a one-on-one with Mayor Lightfoot, would you wear a mask? Would you ask her to wear a mask? And then what would you smoke afterwards? I would hope she wear a mask. I wouldn't wear my mask. And I would explain to her that I'm trans-vaccinated, which then she would think I was on her team, so I might get a question or two out before she figures it out. And I would always smoke an Avo Nicaraguan 6x60, because if you're going to do something, kid, you do it right. Thank you very much, Tom. (laughs) I appreciate the call. David in Lansing. Hey, Sean, um, I think you're wrong on something. That's right. I tried yelling Beetlejuice three times, and she did not appear. So, I, you know, anyway. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, was a, it was a long way to go, but all right, you got a, you got a half a laugh out of me. Go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, this reporter, you know, we can't hold the reporter accountable for something the corporation the corporations want them to do so well first of all this is to uh this is a good thing it's to but all if, the stock in that company i think comcast um oh you're then, talking about ahern uh, quit quit watching nbc and then um you it's, know maybe go as far as quit buying the products of the uh advertising david on i'm not I, and so just kind of punish them in the pocketbook i think that's all we can do now Oh, really? Well, Dave, while you were pontificating, the House just broke. um, They just approved the January 6th investigation into the riot. This should be very exciting. I can't wait till they find out how many Democrats were there. I think it's exciting. I don't think we should have resisted it at all. Thank you, Dave and Lansing. By the way, the Beetlejuice was a little far to to go. But I uh, did anybody catch my Geico comment? I thought that was better than him. But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm (laughs) thank you. And the mask. Debate is very, very interesting. They can't decide how they're going to figure out who's telling the truth or not because, well, number one, they're liars. But number two, how are you going to tell the truth between the trans-vaccinated such as myself and the people who were dumb enough to put that thing you created in record time and never tested in their arm? If you are not fully vaccinated, you need to continue to wear your mask in all indoor settings. You don't tell me anything, handsome you don't tell me a thing, good looking. Nothing. You don't get to negotiate my freedoms with me, okay? You just worry about how your husband doesn't jump out of that window, and I'm sure it's because you live on the first story. If you are fully vaccinated, you do not need to test or quarantine when you come to Chicago, uh, really from anywhere. Okay, I picked that one. I picked that one where I don't have to do anything, I don't have to wear a mask. I- I- I'll take B. Idiots. Idiots and fascists. Marxist mobsters. You're not fooling me there, handsome. You or your other little good-looking one with the eyeballs on the sides of her ears. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So moments ago, House passes bill to form January 6th commission, 175 GOP, no votes. Rest of these scoundrels, these Marxist mafia stepped two. They all voted together. I think it was like 225, whatever it was, it passed. I want to bring on an expert, Jeff Mordock, Justice Department reporter for the Washington Times. I enjoyed our last interview immensely. I've been reading you ever since. You've got some good stuff going on, kid, and you kind of predicted this, didn't you? 
that this would happen, we would see this play out exactly the way it did. We'd have a couple of Republicans, sort of the middle of the road centrists, jump over to join the Republicans. Um, and we figured Trump would weigh in and that would galvanize Republican opposition. Oh, whatever. There's a lot of the big name Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, were really on the fence about this until you saw Trump weigh in. And then it seems like they all flocked against this once he came out uh, opposing this uh, this bill. But, Jeff, it doesn't necessarily have to be against Trump. The outcome could be quite beneficial to Trump. I mean, it's kind of a kind of an assumption, to say the least, to think that this is somehow going to uh, condemn Trump more than he's already been ostracized. Well, that's exactly right. But that's where the fear lies. The you know the fear lies that this is going to be you know a panel that's going to have Democrat staffers on it and Democrats, uh, obviously five Democrats, and you know where they're going to want this to lead. And that raises the you know, and that's what I think Republicans are afraid of is you've got Pelosi and Schumer picking who's going to be on this panel. Uh, although McCarthy and McConnell will also get a chance to pick who's on the panel. And you're going to have the staffers from those parties. And I think that's setting off a lot of alarms for uh, for Republicans. But I was reading your article, the slain officer's family kind of urged lawmakers. They want an investigation into this because in their in their minds, he was not murdered from this scene. He actually died from conditions he had. Am I am I right on that? Uh, the slain officer who uh, the family who came out is the slain officer who died because of conditions was Brian Sicknick. Um, that's not the officer whose family came out in support. Oh. Uh, this is the officer of Howie Levengood, and he um, committed suicide uh, two days after responding to the Capitol riots. Now, they've never said that there's a connection or not to what he witnessed during the Capitol riots or what happened in his suicide. They've always been very mum about that. But um, but I think you can sort of, by some of the statements they've made in support of the 9-11, of creating the January 6th commission and other things, that they are, they are, they do see a link between the suicide in his, his role in the Capitol, in his role to combat Capitol rioters. Now, Schumer is uh, particularly annoying to me, and it's not just because that's how I imagine Beelzebub will look when I get there. I think he's annoying to me because I know about Schumer's history. I know about uh, the campaign contributions from Donald Trump to Schumer. I know how New York real estate works and how New York politics works. And to see him take the position that the GOP opposition to this is solely to protect Donald Trump versus the fears you articulated in our opening. Is, is he just I mean, everything he does is about getting reelected and campaign contributions. Is he does he have a high approval rating as the uh, head honcho at the Senate? Well, if you're talking among Democrats, not particularly because they view him as somebody who's too willing to capitulate to Republicans, which is kind of funny because he doesn't really do it that much. But, you know, he's a guy who's trying to always appease both sides. And you have people on the far side of the platform who really don't have much care for him because they always look at him as him trying too hard to want to be a centrist, even though if you look at his votes, he really isn't. Yeah, not only is he a, a centrist, he's a he's a habitual liar as he came out and talked right. about how he was a leader and an advocate for electric vehicles the other day. I mean, you know, it, you'll have to forgive me. I, I pay attention to the opposition and the idea that this guy just walked into the, the head of the Senate is almost as offensive as I can't feel my face post-op Pelosi just always is going to be the, the head of the house, the leader of the House. Mm-hmm. It's shocking to me that the new Democrats are so subservient. Are you there? I think. I mean, yeah, huh. I think. Well, I think I, your Star Trek. You say, I think your Star Trek uh, communicator was beeping in the background. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, can you hear me now? <laughs> yes, I could hear you. Go ahead. Okay, Chris. Um, I think. Well, I think what you've got with these new um, and that's a bird, by the way. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a bird. Uh, I'm outside on because it's just phone reception's easier. Um, I think what you see with these new Democrats is that. Um, you know, they've just the party's just lurched so far to the left, and they still don't think it's lurched far enough to the left. And I think that's where you're starting to see a lot of these, you know, issues pop up is their efforts to move this thing even further left that um, we're seeing, and we're starting to see it more and more in different things. We see, I see it a tremendous amount at the Justice Department. I mean, th- that's taken a 
I mean, it was already extremely left, even under the Trump administration. And you've just seen this massive lurch left from from the people inside the Justice Department that are being appointed by Biden and Garland. And, you know, my concern is that I don't feel um, that the minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, I I don't have a lot. I I don't feel he's the man for the job. In fact, it reminds me, you know, your article, you wrote it just just a week ago that the GOP leader opposes the new probe. Um, he really is not just pliable. Is he competent enough to put up this fight against the what I call the Marxist left? Well, I think, you know, that's a good question. I mean, he couldn't gallop. I mean, he had 35 people from his party defect aside with the Democrats. That's a lot. If you look at the la- mm-hmm. on this bill, if you look at, and see the last legislation, the number of times you've had a controversial a piece of legislation like this where you've seen this many defections, I can't recall. So the fact that he's got this many defections does raise some questions about his leadership. One of the problems is, if you listen to him, he's not like a uh, Jim Jordan or even a pre-scandal Matt Gates who was out there throwing bombs and really really, you know, with a strong rhetoric willing to fight the Democrats. He's much more laid back. He's much more uh, toned down. Um, he's not willing to pick fights. Now, some of that's probably the politics of, of his position, but I also think the Republicans would benefit and need somebody who is willing to go out and make those kind of statements and leadership. You know, Pelosi, you don't see Pelosi backing down from those fights. You know, Jeff, you've been in this business for quite a while. You mm-hmm. live in this, in this culture and you see it very close up. You're in, you're in the front row. When you see these bills that stand before us and you realize the amount of money, the amount of pork, the amount of lobbying, do you lose faith in the idea that this country is built upon the American principles that we, um, majority of, of conservatives, some people who identify themselves as liberal and libertarians walk around with? Do you feel that it's just, do you ever get just really disgusted and just take one of those share showers from Silkwood? Um, I, I think I, I, well, I'm an optimist, so I don't like to lose hope. I like to believe that there is still a chance for, you know, bipartisan agreement on a lot of issues that would move Americans forward. I still believe that there's a chance all of us, uh, can come together and, you know, improve life for the middle class and improve life for those left behind, you know, through a combination of ideas. That being said, I think it's getting harder and harder because I think the politics are just getting so much more toxic. And a great example of that is that I haven't seen anybody bring up this point, but the Democrats keep saying, well, you know, when about this, this January 6th commission, they're constantly putting out, well, George Bush did not object to the 9-11 commission. But that was such a different time. And politics was so less toxic and so less filled with finger pointing back in 2001. And I'm sure in 2001, we look back and said politics wasn't this bad in 1981. Uh, But it was it was a time you could do a commission like this, have it be bipartisan and expect it to be so. I don't think anybody shares that belief here in 2021. But I pose this to you, Jeff, because I feel like I know, you know, I pose this to you. It's very deliberate to do that. Because what they do then is they 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 basically attach the Trump supporters to terrorists that attack the buildings. And that's their overarching goal is to take people that oppose what I consider the flaccid fascist and the usurper Joe Biden and to put them in a corner as American terrorists. So I don't think they're doing that to show that George Bush was bipartisan. I think they're doing that to imply anybody who supports Donald Trump is, in fact, a domestic terrorist. And that's why I'm optimistic, because I'm an entrepreneur. I've always been optimistic. But I also like to look at things and see what the overall objective of the opposition is. And to me, it is total and absolute control and corrupted systems and profiteering through massive bills that look like they're helping society. Well, to your point about demonizing Trump supporters as domestic terrorists, I mean, that's already in full full swing. Uh, it was about two weeks ago, Merrick Garland appeared before a Senate panel and said flat out that the Capitol rioters are a much bigger priority than those who rioted and looted in the streets uh, in the racial justice protests this year. Um, 
So, I mean, they're, I mean, they're not even shy about drawing the distinction between it and making sure that we know those are the people they're going to go after. Well, they let the protesters who burned our city skate. Yeah. Now, you're, so uh, that's already underway. I, I, I mean, well underway. And it ties into this this article that you wrote about the attorney for this QAnon shaman. And I mean it by this. But I've, I, I think I, I didn't really hear of QAnon. It was obvious to me when I was presented with their stuff that it was clearly made up. I always, you know, I'm suspicious of things. And I thought to myself, boy, this would be a great way for a a. a a Democrat to really suck in a lot of morons and to get them to act in a manner you want them to. That's how I viewed it in an investigation of what happened on January 6th. Is it possible we can actually find out who is at the root of the QAnon? Yes. Um, especially if we have a commission that has subpoena power um, and gets and is able to call people in and ask them questions. I think so. And, and that's one of the Republicans' concerns with this is the Democrats want this to be narrowly focused. I mean, they want it basically from 1201 on January 6th to 1159 on January 6th. And that's what the Republicans keep trying to argue is let's take this deeper. Let's take a look at QAnon. Let's take a look at, you know, Antifa. There was a Black Lives Matter protester arrested in the Capitol. Let's look into that. Let's look into all of these things. And, and let's not have this narrow focus. Let's take this all the way back to the Steve Scalise shooting of 2017. Exactly. And and the Democrats, they they don't want to budge because they know that if you take this out to a broader extent of political violence, it's not going to be the campaign. They're not going to get the campaign platform they want, mm-hmm. which is to demonize Trump and his supporters ahead of 2020. All right, listen, I'm going to make you a deal because you're always so nice. You always take time out of your family time and you come and talk to me. So the next time we're in, I'm going to take you to do it for a steak, dinner, fish, whatever you want, if you're in Chicago or Naples, Florida. But if this investigation tracks back to Langley, you pick up the check. If it doesn't, I pick it deal. up. Deal? All right. Deal. Absolute deal. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me. Jeff Mordock, Washington Times. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Really appreciate it. Take care. All right, we'll take your calls, 312-642-5600, when I get back. Oh, nice. All right, I think that the uh, big suit that just left that told me he listens to the show on the way home, I think he's probably in the garage. You think he'd be mad if I light the cigar? It's totally different than Studio Xanadu. I like to light the cigar. But I also like to take people who don't necessarily agree with me. I really do. Sometimes it makes me think... You know, that's what, after all, that's what we are. We're a little better than the flaccid fascist, the neo-Marxists, and the fraud, real tyrants calling themselves Democrats. If I'm wrong, let me think about it, and you may very well have a point. Phil in Villa Park. Hey, Sean, I, I only disagree with you because the January 6th, supporting the January 6th investigation, you have to believe that the Democrats would tell the truth. If yeah. they found anything that was anti-Trump, you'd think you would ever, I mean, uh, pro-Trump, do you think you'd ever hear a single thing about it? Well, what was interesting, that's interesting because Jeff Mordock kind of articulated the fact they want a very, very narrow investigation, whereas what I want is a very, very broad investigation. So, you know, that should come with the with the negotiations between what we are supposed to have is called representatives. You know, they really they don't have a majority by much. In fact, I think it's an extremely narrow majority. Why is it our people yeah, but we've are... Already, we've already proven how, how they're looking at this with the no, number of Republican support they got. And you know what? They're all getting fooled. And Phil, shame on all these organizations that were out there during election year that folded up instead of saying, hey, wait a minute, we've got some of that uh, non-for-profit money left over. Why don't we investigate? I would love to know who exactly these guys are, who they were, and how they were affiliated. Furthermore, I'd love to know how the vast, I think there are, uh, some of them have done four months in solitary confinement without ever really being charged. And I find that to be a joke of all jokes when I read a story last month about how a guy shoots into a car in Gary, Indiana, five times because he felt disrespected and he turns around and goes out on bond. So, I, I, you know, I'm curious to see these things. I want a big investigation. But then again, Phil, you might be right. Why should I think they'd be honest? It's an excellent point. I appreciate the point. And that makes you think. And that's what you're supposed to do when you come to a conclusion. You're supposed to pick it apart. That's the real science of things. 
come to a conclusion, then decide if you were right by listening to the opposition and you try to prove it wrong. Otherwise, it's not true. And I'm not, I have a lot of questions about this thing. And the, the main question I have is, if it was an insurrection, how can you have one without weapons? And you're not going to tell me a flag is a weapon. You're not going to tell me that it was organized. Those were look like, in, you know, crackpots. You know, it's stormy. It looked, you know what it looked like? It looked like Friday night in the south side of Chicago after the McDonald's is closed. That's what it looked like to me. I want to go in and see if they got fries left. Insurrection. It's called Friday night on the south side. John Palatine. Hey, Sean. Listen, uh, I, I think one of the big problems that the, uh, the Republicans have is uh, messaging, and the Democrats got that down pat. So what I think they should do is before they take a vote, Republicans should make a big show of bipartisanship and say, hey, we're, we're all for forming this commission uh, to investigate January 6th. But in addition to that, we'll, 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 we'll get on board as long as we, you also form a commission to see whether uh, 81 million people truly did vote for uh, diapers. And, John, and John that's, that's an interesting thing, but that's how you knew immediately. I mean, I understand that to, the, to a certain point th- what you're saying is rhetorical, but that was my whole argument. Let's truly audit the, the, the voter rolls. That's all. I want to audit the voter rolls. Let's just, just do a random thing. I got Mrs. Kravitz on 81st Street. I just want to knock on the door and see if she voted. That's all. I'm not even going to ask her who she voted for. Did you vote? See, that's what I want to know, because I also know how it works in the Democrat. Yeah, and and the the thing is, if if the Republicans, if if McCarthy did something like that and was saying, okay, we're interested in doing it, then maybe it would be in a moment where everybody would be covering it. And then, oops, that would come out of his mouth. And then, oh, we didn't want him to say that. That's why, you know, the real threat was that there that somebody got to that position in this country without working their way through the through the scum that it takes to get to that position, because what they need to do to these kids is turn them into back scratchers. These these congressmen, these new senators and what they what they knew, what they like to do is make sure that only the chosen few get a chance at sitting in the big seat. That's what they all both hated. Yeah, that was bipartisan. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's how you know. You know, my favorite part about the Trump presidency, you'd be surprised. My favorite part is that Mitt Romney, with his perfect hair and his tailored suit and his imitation of Don Draper, everybody knew he was a fraud and a scam and a liar, and he got told to sit in a corner like he didn't even exist. And I love that about the Trump administration. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. I believe that's called schadenfreude. Tom Sherville. Yeah, Sean, what's what's not brought up all that often is when Trump was giving the speech that day, the people were already rioting in the Capitol building, and they were coming out of white vans. They had Antifa gear on, but then they were changing clothes and putting pro-Trump stuff on. Well, I've, I've heard that. I've heard about the pipe bombs the day before. The FBI knew about it. I, I want it all legitimately on record where it's undeniable. Now, do I think that you can get that anymore is the question. Do you think you can get a legitimate investigation in this country? And when you look at what's going on into Trump, Inc., and who's doing it and how she was elected by promising his head on a platter, the answer is no. The answer is no, because you have an unjust country. Not only is Lady Liberty not blindfolded anymore, she's a transgendering bigot, and she hates the status quo, and that's what the war facing. She's not blindfolded. She's vindictive, and she's got her eye on anybody who stands up against the Marxist mafia we call Democrats. 312-642-5600. I love doing this show, and I love it. I got to admit, I love it when people call. I love looking over at the call board, and we got a full board. So before I move on, it means you were interested enough to call my show because you were paying attention. I'm going to let you do it. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, how you doing tonight, Sean? Very good, buddy. How are you? Good. I just want to weigh in on this and say be very careful, ladies and gentlemen, because my opinion, this is my opinion, this is a smoke smoke and mirror show by the Bidens and the Democrats to cover up his failure as president with massive gas shortages, 
high hyperinflation and unemployment. What do you think? Well, I think that their entire day is made about excusing failures and diverting attention from their failures. Yeah, so I think to a certain point. But no, I, I think they want to use this as a campaign. I think they want to have a very, very targeted, very narrow investigation that plays into their narrative. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it's been an accident that they have been calling this domestic terrorism, that they've been even using the word insurrection. I mean, if it was an insurrection, would more people have gotten the notes? And do you really think that people would have went there? I mean, listen, this this picture of this buffoon, by the way. As you know, I'm half Norwegian, half Italian. I pay attention to a lot of Viking stuff. He has all of the original Viking tattoos. He has, these, are, these are actually very famous tattoos he has on him. But look at this moron. You were going to tell me this guy is somehow a, lead, a leader of an insurrection? He looks like the face painter on Seinfeld. He looks like he yep. should be hanging around with Putty. This is the guy that they're going to follow to overthrow the government. I mean, you want to talk about a couple of drama queens, and I don't just mean Schumer. I'm talking, This is they are capitalizing on this. The verbiage is almost to be impressed by. That they're course, trying absolutely. to, yeah, they're going to use this to make anybody who supported Trump, you are affiliated with domestic terrorism, and now turn your your eyes blind while we rob the treasury. And that's yeah, they what know the end is coming. The end is near. Trump's going to get reelected if 2022 goes the way it should Robert, go. you want another 80 year old who may or may not have a diaper on running things? You really do. I'd rather have him than Biden in there. That's for sure. Really, I'd rather have ET. From the movie E.T. than Biden, who looks a lot like Lori Lightfoot. I'd rather have the extraterrestrial in there than Biden. But that doesn't mean we have to do what they do and lower our standards so much. Listen, I like him. He did some great things. He did some not such great things. I think it's time we take what we liked about him and move it over to somebody else. I will tell you this. The best thing about him is he never spent a day in office. I would love to duplicate that with some capitalist out there that we don't know about yet. Thank you for the show, Rob. I appreciate it. Joe in East Chicago. Hey, Sean. Uh, quick quick uh, statement. Who were these people that uh, went to the Capitol? They're not saying names and w- what they're all about. And uh, you, you've got these clowns climbing up, uh, climbing up and sitting behind it. The guy, one, one guy with the hat on. Yeah. Who's that guy? Well, that's the thing. I, you, I he's nobody that they should be able to use to indict you in East Chicago or me in, in behind the microphone here or anybody who voted for Trump. What they shouldn't be is weapons against people who may have supported Donald Trump or do support Donald Trump. And that is exactly what they are to your to your point. Thanks, Sean. Love you. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Was nice. See that? I love that. Michael on the north side. Hey, Michael. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. How you doing? First time caller, long time listener and admirer. Oh, thank you. Thank you very hey, listen, much. Um, you know the issue that was floating around about Pelosi's involvement, uh, that, you know, she, uh, it was really, um, it was her watch as far as making sure the security was set up and that there was a lot of information ahead that would have led uh, for her to take action and make sure there was a ton of uh, Capitol Police and, you know, and, and, and National Guard and just, you know, uh, a lot of security. Do you, do you think um, when this thing, when this, this uh, hearing goes down and whatever structure that the Democrats are able to put behind it and whatever rules are going to be there that are going to prevent the Republicans from getting, you know, uh, full disclosure. Do you think that this issue of uh, Pelosi's involvement could possibly uh, uh, come out and bite them in the butt? Not if they control how it's investigated. But to your point, what you're basically your innuendo is by knowing about something and not acting. Because you think it will benefit you, and it did benefit you politically. Could it be a, a a trap? Could it be a circumstance that she could have prevented but said, wait a minute, it might be better for us if we let this happen because now we can stand on the false platform of virtue. That's a very interesting gotcha. p- point. And by the way, that what we just described has what happened to start wars. What's happened to implement policies that governments needed to happen? What you're talking about is the Gulf of Tonkin with Vietnam. Everybody knew the government knew it was lying to the American people about what that was. And they let that lie permeate 
so that they could get their way. I mean, it's it's something to think about. It's an interesting point, and it, it's provocative, and it should be, because the truth isn't going to appear the way the lie that they're selling you does. Nobody's going to come out and sell you the truth because they don't have to. They're going to hide the truth and sell you the lie. And they do it every after every election that is in question. They do it ever after every circumstance that one party can use. And this is a bipartisan trick. The Democrats are just better at it. And they're really, really good at it. And that's why we're going to talk about what they're really good at is capitalizing on all kinds of fear and misinformation. So we're going to talk about my Auntie Mary, Dr. Fauci, when we get back. And boy, oh boy, are they never going to let go of this thing. 312-642-5600. I can remember. I can remember in the 80s, kid. The minute she hit, like, fame, every, not every... 60% of the girls came with the short hair. With the, I mean, I remember that like yesterday. You know, I will say the 80s was a lot sexier than now. It's terrible. I can't tell who the hell. They all look like 350-pound baristas that should be on a picket line. And what's with that fat, like, below the top of the pants? I, I, I don't get that. That's obviously a new thing. I think that's a side effect for uh, video games. But I'll tell you another thing that bothers me is COVID-19. As long as we're all talking about commissions... I want a commission on how this son of a dog started because I don't buy the bat story. Oh, no, 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 no. And we've got some clear paper now. We got paper. Looks like we were funding a lot of stuff. And it's not going to get asked by Democrats. And I find that to be, well, nothing they do shocks me. To me, they're just wretched, wretched Marxists. That's how I view them. I'm sure there's some wonderful ones. I know I got related to this couple. And they're not bad, but they also don't even know they're a Republican. But Kennedy in Louisiana, this senator, I tell you, I like this son of a gun. The more he talks, the more I like him. And he has some questions, and then he also has some conclusions that I respect. Last question. What, in your opinion, was the origin of the virus? Um, this has been studied by the WHO. Um, no, ma'am, I'm asking your opinion. I don't believe I've seen enough data, individual data, for me to be... You notice how they all say this? They got enough data to change the economy on that green energy BS, even though none of that stuff works. There they got data. They got enough data to shut down your business, put you under house arrest, and try their hardest to break your kid's spirit. That they got the data. But they never have enough data when it comes to, I don't like the smell of it, toots. Be able to comment on that. What are the possibilities? Certainly the possibilities of that most coronaviruses that we know of are of origin from that have infected the population, SARS-CoV-1, MERS, uh, generally come from an animal origin. Um, And are there any other possibilities? Certainly a lab based origin is one possibility. A lab based origin is one possibility. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Is the United States funding gain of function research? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Can you get an answer to that for me and let, let us know what the committee know? Uh, Dr. Fauci would be the one who knows best, and he testified Dr. last Dr. Fauci week. seems confused. I'm, I'm asking, w- with all due respect, I'm asking you to get us that information. Where throughout the world, including but not limited to the United States of America, are, are we um, doing research on these viruses to make them contagious? Um, in order to study them. That's what I mean by gain of function. I understand. I understand. Um, We we certainly can have our staff look into this. I don't know that we have the access um, of labs across the world, just the ones that are funded here in the Yeah, but you're the head of CDC. I bet if you, you, I bet you get your phone calls returned. Okay. Would you get us that information? I'd be happy to give you the information to the best of my ability. Okay. Break into the growing healthcare field of medical billing. Basil Rathbone would figure it out. The Hounds of Baskerville. One of my favorite movies. Let's save that for Friday. Sherlock Holmes would figure this out. Charlie Chan, he'd be all over it. Number one son, he'd get it right away. Who benefits? Remember remember the old uh, crime solvers. What's the motive? Who benefits the most? And who enjoys the, the aftermath the biggest? Now, that's a, that's a tough one. China seems to have benefited immensely. But haven't all fascists around the globe benefited? The entire government 
oligarchs from one country to the next as the citizens have lost their right to their opinion, have lost their private property, have now been turned into welfare recipients, and even they are afraid of how to get off of it. That's why when you read in these bills, oh, you get 300 a kid. No kidding. They want you on the dole. They need you dependent. Boy, oh boy, this thing really, really benefited the American Marxists calling themselves Democrats. I mean, you can't can't say it benefited anybody more. Maybe China. But so many of our American Marxists calling themselves Democrats are involved with China. And I don't just mean the gassy Swalwell who likes to sleep with Matahari. I'm talking about the actual finances of exactly what's been going on in this country. That, by the way, you could track back to the Irish mafia in Chicago. Don't think I forgot about you, Dailies, in the short in the pants. Don't think I forgot about you. Boy, oh boy, this would be a perfect setup. In fact, if you wanted to, to really draw up how you could break the American spirit and the will of Americans and forever change the trajectory of the American citizen, you couldn't come up with a better schematic, a better blueprint than what we've lived through this last year and a half. In fact, it's so bad. I've got to listen to Dr. Dryheave, Lori Lightfoot, J.B. Pritzker, Nipples, Pierced, Cuomo, and all the rest of the fascists. Not only watch them profit, but listen to them as they decide if I get to be a free man and walk around without a slave plate. In fact, when I took the plane today, don't worry, I had my custom mask that you could drink through, but still you got to pretend to wear it. In America today, I got to listen to some, I guess, woman tell me to pull up my mask in between bites. Boy, this worked out good. This worked out better than Pearl Harbor. We'll be back tomorrow. See, I wanted another hour. I was going to give the phone number out. Now you got to wait till tomorrow, 5 to 7. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.